Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody, and good Erev Yom Tov. And let me begin by first wishing everyone a Shnas Chaim V'Shalom. We're going to be davening throughout Yom Kippur, as we have been saying, Sochreinu L'chaim, and tomorrow night at Ne'ila, Chosmeinu, not just Chosveinu to write us, but to seal us, L'chaim, for life. What is life? And so I really must direct you to the end of the verse, L'mancho Elokim Chaim. We say, Hashem, give us life that we can be true, good, loyal subjects of you to reflect your Torah, to reflect your mitzvot, to reflect your special character that emerges from the Torah and mitzvot, that reflects v'yasisa hayoshavatov, that the Jew is to conduct himself in a very special way, so that on a daily basis his interaction with people is that of a kiddush Hashem, a sanctification of his name. That's what we're asking, Hashem give us life that you would be proud of us. Wow, that is how we are to go in to Yom Kippur. Let's understand today is a very special day. Number one, there's a mitzvah to eat today. Okay, number one, there are those that say that this is the only fast from the Torah. And the Torah, like a loving mother, is concerned. Tatala, mamala, tomorrow you're going to fast, today please eat. Others say, and it's based on the Pasuk, that Yom Kippur actually begins, as we'll talk about this, Betishola Chodesh Ba'erev, on the 9th. After all, Torah tells us that Tisha B'av, excuse me, Yom Kippur is the 10th. Not Tisha B'av, Yom Kippur. It is the 10th. So, what's going on here? So, the first thing, let's get to it right now, is that You have to add on to Yom Kippur. Don't tell me that sunset today is 6.42, and therefore I can eat until 6.00. No, no, you can't. You have to stop before, and you have to accept upon yourself Yom Kippur and the restrictions of Yom Kippur, which we'll get to in a few moments. And that's why most synagogues will be starting Kol Nidre this afternoon at approximately 625, 620. And the reason for that is we are adding on to Yom Kippur, which is a mitzvah of Tosefes adding on to the day of Yom Kippur. Today, many men go to the mikvah. The um, reason for that is we're going to be spending the entire day, Kamat, of Yom Kippur in prayer. And whereas all year long, the rabbis were lenient and said that we didn't have to follow the rule of Ezra, who said that you should go to the mikvah before you pray, all year long, we don't. And we're not so careful about that. But to, today, the men should go to the mikvah. The men do not recite a blessing when they go to the mikvah. But they should go to the mikvah today. Lifnei Hashem. Before you come to God, Titoru, you should already be as, quote, clean, as pure as possible. Bodily and spiritually, as we'll talk about in a moment. And therefore, how different today as Erev Yom Tov is different than the Erev Yom Tov next week of Sukkot. The Erev Yom Tov of Sukkot is to prepare for Sukkot, period. But you don't sit in the Sukkah on Erev Sukkot. 
here on Erev Yom Kippur, we don't wait for tonight, when it's nighttime and definitively Yom Kippur, to recite the Vidui, the confession, the Yoshamnu, Bogadnu, Gozalnu, and the list of al but rather Mincha time. Be at Mincha this afternoon, gentlemen. And there's usually different Minchas, and find out the time in your community. At that Mincha, you're going to say the Vidui. Again, Lifnei Hashem, before you come to Hashem on Yom Kippur, Titoru, you should already be cleansed and you already try to recite the Vidui, the confession, today. And that's happening this afternoon at Mincha time. Just know once we're mentioning the term Vidui that we say Vidui over Yom Kippur ten times. We'd say it once this afternoon at Mincha, twice tonight at Mayriv, that's three, twice in Shachris tomorrow morning, that's five, twice in Musaf, this tomorrow afternoon is seven, twice at Mincha is nine, and once at uh, Ne'ilah for ten times. Ten times over Yom Kippur, we say the Vidui. Understand the Vidui. Take a moment, if you haven't done it yet, go into a room by yourself, close the door. Oshamnu, Bogadnu, Gozalnu, it's alphabetical. It's not just, what do these words mean? They're translated treacherously. What does that mean? How do you understand it? In simple English, it means is you should say to yourself, it's A, what did I do wrong that starts with the letter A? B, what did I do wrong that starts with the letter B and C? And you can't look at anybody else's paper because you have to confess what you did wrong. The skeletons that are in your closet, that should be on your list when you go into Yom Kippur. Of course we have the Mauser, and of course we say what's in the Mauser, but you have to say beyond it, and it should trigger for us a personal, meaningful prayer when we say the Vidui. This afternoon, the last meal that we eat before the fast is called the Suda Mavsekes, the meal that divides, and basically, it's a festive meal, and it's like a Shabbos meal in the sense, we don't make Kiddush, and especially this year, even though we're going into Shabbos, we don't make Kiddush, but we are celebrating Yom Kippur. What does that mean? That we are optimistic that Yom Kippur is going to cleanse us. What an incredible gift this is, as the Chinuch says in Mitzvah 185, listen to this, that Yom Kippur, and too many people don't understand this and appreciate it, Yom Kippur is Mechazdei Hokeil, it is literally of God's loving kindness towards His human beings to establish one day in the year for them to undergo atonement for sins, for, why? For if transgressions of human beings were to accumulate, says the Chinuch, year by year, their measure would become full at the end of two or three years or more, and the world would become sentenced to destruction. Therefore, in his wisdom, he saw fit for the endurance of the world to set one day in the year for the atonement of sins of the repentant. Unbelievable. We should realize how privileged we are to have Yom HaKippurim. The other reason that we are 
having the Sudam Avsekis is not only to celebrate Yom Kippur and his Kapora, but Yom Kippur, the Gemara and Tanis tells us at the end is the day of Kabbalah Torah. Moshe came down with the second set of Luchos. And whenever the Jewish people get Torah, we celebrate. We can't celebrate on Yom Kippur with eating and drinking, so we celebrate before Yom Kippur. The Minog is to light a Ner Neshama, a yard site for each of the relatives that have gone on. Why? The Torah never calls it Yom Kippur in the singular. The Torah always calls it Yom Kippurim in the plural because not just the living but the deceased are judged as well. Unless you ask, what does that mean, the deceased are judged? So the answer is that the way we conduct ourselves is a reflection upon our parents, is a reflection upon our teachers. If we do well, they rise. And unfortunately, the converse is also true as well. Hence, Ner Neshama, this afternoon, the Yerzeit Licht, and by Hadlokas Ner, very important. Those women who will be driving to Shul this afternoon, meaning you're going to light Shabbos slash Yom Kippur candles, you're going to make the bracha. Don't make the shechianu at home if you're driving to shul. If you're walking, fine. When you light candles, you're accepting Yom Kippur. But if you're going to drive, you can't recite the shechianu. The shechianu is your acceptance of Yom Kippur. So if you're driving to shul, just make the bracha on the hadlik ner of Shabbos and Yom Kippurim. And what will you do about the Shechiano, like all the men do, the Chazen in Shul tonight will, right after Kol Nidre, recite the bracha of Shechiano, and that will satisfy all those who have not recited it yet. So again, women, if you're driving, what does that mean you're driving? You're making a Tanai, you're making a condition with your lighting of Shabbos Yom Kippur candles, that you're not accepting Shabbos Yom Kippur until you get to the synagogue. Now, Kol Nidre, the gentleman with the talis, and the brach of the talis must be recited. It's a day garment before Shkia, before sunset. And as we mentioned earlier, Kol Nidre is, is, is recited nice bit before sunset. The five restrictions of Yom Kippur, eating and drinking, everybody agrees, is biblical. And if one has to eat or drink on Yom Kippur, please call your local Rav, and he will tell you how to do it. Okay? I don't, can't go into that now, but call your rabbi to find out if someone has to eat on Yom Kippur. Now, washing of the body is prohibited tomorrow morning. When we wake up, Negovasa every morning, the washing of one's hands, because when one sleeps at nighttime, sleep is one sixtieth of death, and there's a ruach tumor, there's impurity on our hands. Every morning we take a cup and we wash our hands to the wrist, right, left, right, left, right, left. Tomorrow morning, till the knuckles, period. Uh, shake off the water, your hands, your fingers are a little bit moist, rub them through your eyes to remove any impurities, and that's it. That's it, when you use the, the bathroom during the day, same thing, wash your hands to your knuckles. If, however, 
somebody should get themselves dirty, a mommy taking care of a child, etc., etc., then by all means you're allowed to wash. It's rechitza of tanig, it's a washing of pleasure, which is prohibited. Applying ointments and cosmetics are prohibited. I'm not going to shave on... Um, on Yom Kippur, but maybe I'm going to put on aftershave. No, no, no. That's exactly what that prohibition is. Women, no cosmetics. Fourth one is leather shoes. Sneakers with leather is also prohibited. And finally, marital relations. Regarding the prayers of Yom Kippur tonight and tomorrow morning with the Shema, the custom is that we recite the line of Baruch shame as the angels do aloud. Now, the prayers. Please God, tomorrow morning, Shacharis, the, on Shabbos we don't say, Til Ne'ila. Now, <clears throat> Shacharis, the Kriyas HaTorah, is the Avoda. The Avoda is that special service which was done Achas Pashana, once a year in Yom HaKippurim, the Kohen Gadol, the High Priest, as our emissary, as our agent, went in and performed a special service in that Holy of Holies four times that he entered and came out on Yom HaKippurim. And, interestingly, stop for a moment. Rabbi Salvechik noted that it's not just that we read about the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the Holy of Holies, but Yom Kippur is the day that each individual goes into their personal, private, Holy of Holies as well and takes a good look at what's going on in their inner self. What a challenge that is, but what a blessing because if we weren't forced to do it, nobody would do this kind of introspection. The Musaf has, as part of the repetition of the Shemona Esrei, we have the Avoda. The Avoda is just that service which we read about in the morning. We literally go through it. And as we had in the Haftorah last Shabbos, Shabbos Shuvah Unshalma Porim Sfasenu, which means that if we cannot ourselves bring the carbon, in this case here, the service, then let our talking about it, let our studying, let our pining for it be looked upon by God as if we actually did it. At the Mincha, we have the Maftir Yonah, and after Yonah, the story of Yonah has many very pertinent, powerful lessons, not the least of which is that there is the element of universalism throughout the day of Yom Kippur, not just the Jewish people. Proof, look at the way we end in the Kedushas Hayom, the middle bracha, of each Shmona Esrei. And what is it? Baruch Hashem, Melech, the king, Mochel v'soleach l'avon Seinu, who pardons and forgives our sins, v'lavonos amo beis Yisrael, and the sins of his people, the family of Israel, umavir Seinu, it's a long bracha, chasima, and he removes our sins 
every single year, then Melech Al-Kol Ha'aretz, the king over all the world. And so Yonah is sent to the non-Jewish world, telling them to repent, and they do. Very important book, the book of Yonah that we read, reminding us that as he attempted to flee and run away, and if you might ask why would a prophet run away sitting down, the answer is because of his love for the Jewish people. He was only afraid that the non-Jews of Ninveh would listen, which indeed happened. And as a result of that, oy, 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 it would make the Jewish people look good because they were not listening to their prophets. Ne'ilah is the closing prayer and the one way which I think is very powerful to understand Ne'ilah I believe by the Mesha Chachma is that this is the following. All day long, God is judging, and as a judge, there are certain protocols in the court that even he, capital H, has to follow. However, Ne'ila, you have him alone. And you know what that means? Talk to him, not just what's in the Magzor but use the Mauser as a springboard for you to talk to Hashem personally and privately. And finally, after Yom Kippur, we have the blowing of the shofar. Three reasons for that. One, go home and eat. Yom Kippur is over. Two, just like by Sinai, when Hashem gave the Torah, and the Torah says that you were prohibited and restricted to going up the mountain. But when the shofar was blown, then you could. The shofar represented the exit of the Shekhinah. We are escorting the Shekhinah with the shofar and saying goodbye. And finally, it reminds us of the blowing of the shofar on Yom Kippur that the Torah commands and please God will take place on the Yovel year every 50 years when Yovel is in effect. I just want to close with tonight when we before Kol Nidre you have the taking out of to Torah and the Chazan as he walks around with the Torah recites or Zorua Latzadik which means light is sown for the righteous and for the upright of heart, gladness. The first thing it comes to teach us is a reward in, uh, the belief in reward and punishment, namely that, or Zorul at Tzaddik, that Tzaddik is going to get, please God, his payment in the future. And Rebbe, uh, uh, the commentaries note very interestingly that the last letters of those six words spell out the Resh from Or and the next five letters, last letter is Akiva, Rebbe Akiva. We begin the Yom Kippur reminding us of Rebbe Akiva. Rabbi Akiva in the last Mishnah of Yuma reminds us how privileged we are that God himself is the one who purifies us. And Rabbi Akiva was the one who with his life as the 
Gemara ends at the end of Makos. Akiva Nihamtani. Akiva Nihamtani. Akiva, not just what you say, but who you were, your determination, your fact that you started at 40, and the fact that you had so many students, and when you lost your students, you never gave up. The fact that we have the oral Torah today is because of the incredible Mesiras Nefesh of Rabbi Akiva, reminding each and every one of us of the incredible potential of man. Once again, wishing Nachum and his family, wishing all our listeners and friends a Gemar Chasim Tova. It should be a good year for all of us, a healthy year, a year that we can be productive, and please God, a year of Shalom for the entire world. A good Shabbos and a meaningful Yom Kippur to all.